It disguises things that society decided aren't attractive. An examination of one little word. Flattering. Flat ter ring. Adjective. One of a person or their remarks, full of praise and compliments. Example, the article began with some flattering words about us. Pleasing or gratifying. Example, it was flattering to have a pretty girl like Francis so obviously fond of him. Enhancing someone's appearance. Example, I don't think anything sleeveless is very flattering. One day last week, I shared some photographs on Instagram. Photographs I had taken earlier that day with the purpose of asking my sister which of four possible outfits I should wear to a wedding that weekend. Her pick was a fuchsia pink Banana Republic dress I'd borrowed from her. That same dress had been the source of great consternation when I realised that she'd bought it out from under my nose. I had sent it to her in a text, my dream dress I'd written, but sold out, and she had immediately clicked the link by some miracle seen our size in stock and bought it, without a thought for me, the one whose dream dress it was. I half suspect that she wanted me to wear it to alleviate her own guilt. She may have bought it, but she gave me first wear, which anyone who buys nice dresses will know is no small thing. But I wasn't convinced. For one thing, the sleeves, which appeared deceptively airy on the model, were incredibly tight on my upper arms. For another, while the polyester fabric looked honestly a lot more luxe than you'd think, it was very heavy and would, I was sure, feel oppressive on what was forecast to be a 30 degree wedding day. So I asked my Instagram followers. I have 44,000 or so, although my stories are watched by between 4,000 and 12,000 people, depending on the day and the content, for their opinions. I'll admit in part because I hoped they'd like my favourite, a pair of olive green shorts paired with a dusty pink blazer and white t-shirt, but also because I will never not find it interesting to see the vast difference between people's responses to a fashion choice. Unsurprisingly, the green shorts were not a hit, although I wore them anyway to the Friday night rehearsal dinner and chose a different floaty oversized pink dress for the wedding itself, a choice made entirely with the heat in mind, although I'll admit I was surprised by the level of vitriol directed towards the shorts. What also surprised and interested me, honestly, was the number of people who responded to my stories to tell me which outfits were and weren't flattering. It's a word I don't use that often, always seeming to me to be another way of saying that something conceals one's bad bits. Once I truly absorbed the lesson from my dad that clothes don't have the power to make you look fat or thin or tall or short, your body's your body no matter what you're wearing, I stopped believing in the very notion of an outfit being flattering or not. In a way, it was freeing. As Elise D'Alessandro says, writing for The Body Is Not An Apology, there's a level of manipulation behind the word flattering that says, how you look is not okay, but this garment will make you look better. I try really hard now to buy and wear clothes because I like their colour or cut or because they make me feel a certain way. And that way is not thin. As my dad said, after all, clothes don't hold that power. So when dozens of my internet besties started responding to me, telling me that the oversized moo-moo dresses I favour aren't flattering, I initially felt a bit irked, uncomfortable, shaken. I felt a bit like I was being told, these clothes only make you look fatter, the implication being that one should be striving always to look thinner. Not to mention the fact, I thought bitterly, that no one ever tells a very thin woman that the structured, designed-to-be-oversized dress she's wearing is unflattering. But I knew that so many of these thoughts I was having were just that. Thoughts, preconceived notions, assumptions I was making in my own head based on my very specific and subjective feelings about my body. I would say largely negative, but I'm working on it. 
and my experience living in a small fat body for most of my adult life. It seemed pretty easy to interrogate these assumptions by asking my Instagram followers to respond via a question box, which limits responses to a line or two, and let me know what the word flattering means to them. Quote, something that suits your body shape well to accentuate some positive aspect, i.e. curves. I received 477 responses, hardly enough on which to base a scientific study, although Andrew Wakefield would probably make a good go of it, but enough to screenshot each and every response, type each and every response into a Word doc, and then use said doc to create a word cloud, a visual representation of people's responses. As you can see, I'm not alone in assuming that people's employment of the word flattering is body or size related. The most popular words were shape, body, best, suits, followed by slimmer, thinner, fat, features, enhances, bits, highlights, compliments, accentuates. Although it could be argued that best in terms of one's body is as subjective as my own assumptions were. If someone suggests that I accentuate my best bits, what's to say that they don't mean my belly, the cellulite on my thighs, the jiggly bits on the underside of my biceps? Quote, as a plus size girl, when I hear flattering, it makes me think, hides your shapes, size or fat. I think we all know, though, don't we, that that would not be a good faith argument. Anyone who admires an outfit based on its ability to highlight one's assets is not we are absolutely safe to assume, including belly rolls, among that list. The word itself first appeared in the 13th century. Flatterin, flatterian, seek to please or gratify someone by undue praise, praise insincerely, beguile with pleasing words, from Old French flatté, to deceive, caress, fondle, prostrate, throw, fling, to the ground. In the late 14th century, it's used to mean pleasing to the imagination, dishonestly pleasing, having a false appearance of favourableness, which is probably veering closer to its present-day interpretation and hints to its employment as suggesting something that hides the bad and accentuates the good. The fact that its earliest meanings include those links to deception is interesting too, and carries through to its modern-day use. In a racked article from 2016, Jennifer Ogle, a professor at Colorado State University whose research specialises in body image, media influence and the psychological, social and cultural aspects of dress, said various sociocultural institutions, mass media, the fashion industry, families, etc. convey cultural conventions about how to dress various body shapes so as to hide culturally constructed body flaws and to create the illusion of a perfect body as defined by society. Quote, something that highlights your best physical traits and hides your not-so-great ones. The rules around what is and isn't flattering are widely known, insidious and absorbed at an early age. I knew, from my early teens, that horizontal stripes were unflattering, at least to me, who was already a size or two larger than my friends. Although, of course, when I look back at photographs now, I just see a girl, not the ogre I perceived myself as. A kick flare is a great choice to balance out wide hips. White clothes are for thin people only, ditto belly tops and anything with food on it. A t-shirt that says fries over guys is only funny if you're thin. Belly tops require, at the very least, a suggestion of muscle definition. A peplum hem will hide a multitude. The list goes on. Quote, that something suits you and highlights your good physical qualities. What we're talking about ultimately when we drill down to the root meaning behind all of these rules and all of these meanings of the word flattering, when used in terms of clothing anyway, is anti-fat bias. It is better 
at least by the standards of our society, to wear clothes that make us look less fat or, at the very least, do not draw attention to the fatness of our bodies. It is not a word I have ever used it is not a word I have ever heard used about men's clothing or used to men about said clothing. Similarly, it's not something that is usually said about women's clothes that are worn by thin women. In my time as a fashion writer, I have read at least 500 runway reviews and I cannot call to mind a single one in which an outfit, as shown on a straight-sized runway model, was described as flattering or unflattering. This is not meant to be didactic. I'm not campaigning for or against the use of the word itself, necessarily. But it's interesting to examine the deeply held beliefs that lie behind everyday assumptions, especially, to me anyway, when it comes to body image, fashion and style as modes of self-expression. For what it's worth, I wasn't offended by people's use of the word when giving their opinions on my outfit choices. I had asked for their votes, after all, but above all that, it's not particularly useful to sit in judgment on other women for their, our, adherence to diet culture standards and the, anti, and the anti-fat bias that has been so embedded in our culture for all of my life, at least. And, if nothing else, I take comfort in the fact that, though the word is seeing a slight uptick in use since the late 20th century, we're still doing a lot better than our counterparts in the 1800s, who were, quite frankly, obsessed with flattering and being flattered. It must have been exhausting.